Hello, everyone. Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline. Today's podcast episode features special guest Wells Thompson. Wells is founder and CEO of Soccer Resilience, and he's been a guest on the podcast before. I met Wells when he came to the Colorado Rapids in 2010, and the team won the MLS Cup in a magical kind of season. Well, I'm excited because with Wells, we've got a three-part interview coming up over the next few weeks. Wells and I talk more about his work with Soccer Resilience and the work that he's been undergoing with God since retiring from the game. So hold on, we kick off right after this. thinking he's going to go far post, not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in, far post, almost made him in, and they have, he has the hat-trick, the second in his career, the third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal, what a goal. Wells Thompson, welcome back to the podcast. It's It's been a few years. Literally, it was May 2020. Uh, we were all sheltered in place. And I remember you were about to go out on a long 100-mile run for Hydrating Humanity. That's the last time you were on the pod. And uh, obviously, you survived the run because you're here today. But yes. I went back. I listened to the podcast. And you said, because I was like, hey, when we meet up for the 2020 or the 2010 MLS Cup reunion, you and Omar should have a foot race. And you're, you said this, you said, and I quote you, I would prefer a beep test. So <laughs> I want to ask you, would you still prefer a beep test against Omar Cummings in a, in a challenge, a head to head challenge with him? Well, Brad, any time I get to see your face, it is a great day. <laughs> Wish I saw it more, and that is not a joke, okay? Uh, I'm Move always, to Colorado. Come to Colorado, bro. Yes, I'm always up for the challenge. Um, and, yeah, I would beat him in – I just had hip surgery like four and a half months ago, so I might need a couple more months. <laughs> um, but, yes, I'm confident. I mean, I'm dude, I, I think I'd be pretty confident in a 40 yard dash these days against him. Really? Oh yeah. man. This is being recorded. You do know that this is, this is out for everyone to hear. Omar, bring it. Oh my goodness. We're going to have, we're going to try to set up this challenge. We... <laughs> What's going to be funny is, is you guys both have kids now that your kids are going to be up for a challenge as well. I bet too. So, well, Wells, uh, talk, talk about the, one of the greatest guys in the history of the world though. Omar. Yeah. Come. yeah I freaking love that guy. Yeah. I just want to call him and talk to him right now. You know, like he's just, let's do it. Let's just call him. He is a ray of sunshine, man. You know, I mean, he is like, I know my name is Sunshine and I actually have it on here display. They can't see it. <laughs> uh, he's just, man, just positive. He's just, he's great energy. Love him. He, Love you. he always has a smile. Like there, I don't think I've ever seen him with uh, a friend. Well, no, that's true. I've, I've seen him in some sad moments, but uh, that guy, he can, li he lights up rooms, but, and, and you do too, Wells, you do too. So, uh, we've got to find ways to get all of us together again and do our own reunion because we're still waiting for that 
that 2020 yeah. reunion <laughs> never happened. But uh, Wells, tell us what what's been going on since uh, we last talked. I mean, you were looking into buying some businesses, investing, like carrying on legacy and tradition. But you've you've found a, a path. Tell us about that. Yeah, man. I, I so soccer resilience is what I'm doing full time now. Um, I think I was dabbling in it last time we talked maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah. So yeah, I tell people all the time, like I didn't choose soccer resilience at all. You know, I didn't, man. When I retired, I wanted nothing to do with soccer, but you never tell God never. And I'm back in it. But I, I actually it's, I, I tell my team this all the time. I remind myself of this, like I didn't choose this and I'm trying to be faithful to what God has called me to. Uh, soccer has a very complicated place in my life. And, and I'm working through a lot of that stuff. Um, so to wake up every single day and talk about soccer and think about your career can often be challenging. Um, but I, you know, I'm trying to focus on uh, turning my pain into purpose and helping other people. And, you know, God's really blessed soccer resilience. It really has, you know. And uh, so I'm trying to be faithful to what he's called me to. Well, describe for us soccer resilience, because I, I think some people here soccer resilience and they may know about the work you guys are doing but but describe it for us in in a couple minutes like what is the intent what's the purpose what are you guys doing yeah it's really just teaching players parents and coaches practical tangible things that they can do to combat one of the constants of life which is stress right so we call it mental training the more i do this the more i hate the word mental because we are one being you know you don't separate the mental the physical and the spiritual so you know, oftentimes we use the physical to train uh, the the mental. Um, you know, I was just got off the phone with one of my one of my team members, John Blake, and the longer I do this with soccer resilience, the more uh, the more I get reminded of Jesus. Hmm. Like everything that we talk about is what Jesus talked about, hmm. right? Say say more. Like, give us an example. Yeah, like. Uh, you know, putting technology away. I know Jesus didn't say put technology away, but he did go to the wilderness to be with his father, you know, like finding quiet time, um, gratitude, right? Um, you know, um, where you focus your attention and your thoughts, right? Um, all those things, man. It's just, you know, hope. How do you have hope without Jesus, right? How do you, how do you make sense of life? How do you make sense of life's hard, man. It is. I tell people this all the time. Like, and I think it just continues to get hard the older the older we get. I mean, you're older than me, so you would know that. Um, but but it does, man. It get, it gets hard. Um, you know, being in the present moment, not worrying about the past or worrying about the future, right? Um, just trusting him in the present moment. That's so hard to do, man. It's so simple to say, but so hard to do, right? So really, at the end of the day, Nelson Mandela stole my quote. Uh, he said sport is the greatest opportunity to change the world. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, this, we see the stats, right? Like, um, you know, I think it's 5% of youth athletes play in college, 5%. Yeah. Yeah. Less than, yeah. Less than that go pro. So really at the end of the day, what's the point of youth sports? And we, we think it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to teach kids and people life lessons, right? Um, things that can help them with um, the struggles of life. So it's funny you mentioned this. I just had a coffee uh, recently with someone that uh, has left the game as a coach because they just threw their hands up and they said, 
the the culture has shifted so much parents uh have these ideas in their head about what their kid will and won't be and then it gets put on their kid and then their kid tries for it doesn't make it and, and he just sees this cycle and he's like what's the point um so you're you're working with these parents these players usually they're in, they're in the youth system right and uh, all the way up through college yeah i mean we'll work with pros as well we have a we, we actually just uh started working with a, a third division team in spain wow um we work with uh, First Wave Sports International, which is a pro sports agency in the U.S. So we work with pros as well. I mean, it's applicable. We, we really say our target audience is youth soccer clubs because that way we're working with the coaches, parents, and players. Um, but essentially, I mean, our team has experience all all across the board. So we can – Well, really and, and if you guys can teach, coach, train, build this value in – at a younger age, right, then those that do progress up through the game can kind of be torchbearers for you, right? They can kind of carry this mentality, this this sense yeah. with them wherever the well, game takes them. Well, really quick, going back to the question you said, tell more about Jesus. Like our first core value of soccer resilience is more than an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So that's speaking to identity, right? And the yeah. reason that I left soccer and was like, I don't ever want anything to do with soccer is because my identity was fully in soccer, right? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is coming and saying, man, I love you regardless, in spite of all your mess, all your crap, I love you and you're worth it. Right. And that's a message that we all need to hear in this day and age. Sure. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in the crux of what we do. And, and Brad, this is really interesting because all this stuff is, you know, continues to unfold for me and I, my am learn, always learning. And, um, I was on a podcast yesterday. I was explaining, like, I used to tell my story, like, so I really struggled as a pro. I had a good career, nine years, but I really struggled. Eating disorder, uh, anxiety, depression, even maybe I think some suicide ideation in there. Um, and I don't say that lightly, like I think. But um, what what I was what I'm realizing is I didn't leave those issues when I left soccer. Mm. You know, like, but I used to explain it like that. Man, I really struggled as a pro, but I don't now. And I'm like, man, all those issues that I had on the soccer field actually, are, I'm still working through them. Right. Which yeah. is why we say, you know, uh, it's not just about the game. Right. It's not just about who you are as an athlete, but it's so much bigger than that. Right. Because all of us are going to be human beings for the rest of our life. And a small majority will take our game to college, to the pros. Right. But we, we really say that all that we teach and all that we do, like we're learning. Right. It's one of the hardest things in life is to practice what you preach. Um, we're learning, but everything can be utilized in, in all of life. Like I'm, you know, breathing techniques, for example, here, just, you know, getting mm -hmm. quick. We're created to breathe through our nose. You get 20% more nitric oxide to your brain, right? So like when my three kids, my, my older sister, nine yesterday, nine, six, and four are freaking out and it's crazy. And I'm trying to breathe, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to get out of my emotional brain, uh, back to my rational brain, my thinking brain, right? Because then that way I can respond and not react right and so you talk about the the changing landscape of youth sports like before i had kids i'd say i don't care what they do i just want to be happy that's a that's a freaking lie mm -hmm. i want them to be the best athletes in the world right because i want people to come up and be like man they got it from you wells look mm -hmm. at them out there oh my gosh you know i jokingly kid like when i retired i told my parents i was like you're welcome you're welcome mm. because, you know, I mean, how cool would that be? You know, yeah, like, you yeah. your kid out there. And the best. 
So anyway, God is really working through through me in my life because even today, my nine-year-old son plays rec soccer and I get out there and my my emotional brain takes over and I'm like, I'm like an animal, you know, I'm like, mm. and, and I have to calm myself down and put my, and, and help remind myself of the perspective of what's going on here. Man, he's having a blast. He's having the best time. Who cares if he's yeah. not like, super uber competitive like me so anyway all that to say is like i I relate right like going through this as as a as a growing parent like man i want my kids to be great athletes and that's because it gives you a lot man soccer gave me everything right so we wrongly view sports and society and i'm trying to focus on the the right things so hopefully some of that made sense did did soccer then wells as you're working through this was soccer in a way a distraction from the mental, the other issues that, cause you said I carried those things, even though soccer, I, I left soccer. So those things that you wrestled with was soccer, the cause of them or was soccer a distraction away from them because they were already there. They, they continued anyway. You know what I'm saying? How was that for you? Well, I think the reality is we all have issues and we all have crap. You can be a very high performing athlete and still struggle with mental um, issues, challenges, right? Michael Phelps is one, right? One of the greatest athletes, Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, right? Um, it's it's a myth that you you can't be an elite. It's a myth that you, in order to be an elite athlete, you can't have mental struggles, right? You do, right? It's, it's a balance. And the reality is some of um, my issues um, actually allowed me to become a pro athlete, I believe, hmm. right? Incessant hmm. nature of it. Like, um, you know, like I just, the, the, the will to, to compete and to, to win regardless of the cost, whatever, you know, like I'm just kind of coming up with these issues, but like, I was just dedicated, right? People ask me all the time, like, how'd you do it? Well, first of all, I didn't do it. I was part of it. God did it. Right. I never thought I'd play in college. Um, but like, I was just obsessed, man. It's all I cared about. But all I cared about, that's what really ended up getting me when I became a pro, right? Mm. And so what what a lot of, and I see a lot of my struggles as a pro athlete was, and I look back on my in my life, when athletes or people in general, maybe when we run into a wall or an obstacle, we double down physically. We go, I'm going to work harder, yeah. right? Well, it gets to a point where you can't do too much else, right? Right. You, and that's what happened to me as a pro. Like I'm already one of the fittest guys on the team. Well, I'm not starting this year. Okay. I'm going to double down physically, or I'm going to look to cut corners in other ways, which leads to unhealthy habits and issues. What I love about Wells is that what you see or what you hear is what you get. He's raw. He's authentic. He's honest. And he's finding ways to integrate faith the aspects of life where we often come up short. Much of our journey in being united to God is this lifelong learning of how do we do this? How do we surrender? How do we move more closely aligned with him? Make sure to tune in next week as we hear more about Wells' story, more about the work that he's doing, not only with soccer resilience, but even within himself. And uh, hey, if you have a minute, give us a rating, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. That helps the podcast get out there a little bit more. Well, this has been Rev Brad with Wells Thompson coming to you from the Touchline. See you next week.